Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Friday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. Our fourth episode of the week. Mac, are we getting overtime pay? Because we've been yeah, working. What the heck? We need to talk to our bosses. This is unbelievable. The, oh, wait, the amount of us. time that we're putting in. Oh, shoot. Gosh dang it. Dang it. Well, you know, just send the invoice, KG. <laughs> we'll get it done. Get it taken care of. That's right. We have had uh, quite the busy week. Monday was our recap of the weekend, if you missed it. Wednesday was a very special basketball episode. Now, of course, we're still a football podcast. This is a one-off episode, but uh, Ingalls is helping to sponsor the Asheville Championship, November 10th and 12th in Asheville. Clemson's playing in it. So they said, do you want to go to Little John and preview Clemson? And we said, yeah, why not? So we have a Clemson basketball episode that is on our channel. If you're a Clemson fan and want to tune in, check it out. Then we did our mailbag episode yesterday to keep the football content coming. And Mac, I know people get excited when we have guests, when we have Coach Norvell, when we have Riley Leonard, all these other players. I had so much fun doing that mailbag episode with you. <laughs> I did. If too. you haven't listened, go too. listen. It was just, it was really cool, you know, and getting different people's perspective and you know, y- unique questions and tough questions that uh, sometimes you know I want to avoid. And people said, "Hey, you got to answer it. It's in the mailbag. You got to do it." Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I appreciate everybody's participation. KG, thank you for sifting through mm. the millions of emails, tweets, Facebook, DMs, I, all that stuff, finding it for us. I really appreciate it. Mac, you know, normally I handle Mac's fan mail, so this was easy for me. You know, Mac gets a lot of fan mail these days, as he should, as he should. Do people still do fan mail? I feel like it's all just Twitter. I feel Twitter like it's just Twitter. Mail. Just tweet you. It's just Twitter, like, hey, I like at, what you do. X at you, whatever. Or, hey, you're terrible. You know, either one. <laughs> We appreciate both. Mac, this weekend, we are doing a home tailgate. We are having some of our friends come down, and we're just going to tailgate at the house, which honestly has its perks. You know, you have your own bathroom. You have your own couch. You can wear fuzzy socks. Like, you can chill. And we are definitely going to hit up Ingalls for all of our needs for our home tailgate Perhaps I'm just going to throw it out there. Perhaps some adult beverages will be getting those those necessities at Ingles as well. They have a great selection of that. So that's our plan for this weekend. I know you'll be in Atlanta, Mac. You'll be busy, but I'm going to be on my couch as we always. You know, that's always our trade off. <laughs> well, I, I'm excited for you. I do have to know though. Are is this the um, dairy free friend group? Are you making the healthy dips and and choices? <laughs> did I ever there tell you about weekend? this? Yes, I did. But here's what's funny. <laughs> I made that dairy-free buffalo chicken dip, and it was good. It didn't taste like a (laughs) dairy-contained buffalo chicken dip. And I made it, and my friend, who is the dairy-challenged person, he took a bite, and he's like, Kelly, this is good, but, you know, I'd prefer the original. And I'm like, wait, I'm making this for you. And he's like, yeah, you know, for buffalo chicken dip, I think I'd just risk it. Oh. So You know what? That's a great point. This is a great learning lesson for America. I'm going to get on a soapbox right okay. here. You don't just have to change everything for one person. Ooh, all right? yeah. You got to appease the masses for the people that going around. Yep. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And so if he's willing to risk it for the biscuit, then we're matters. good to go. You know what I mean? I was just trying to be thoughtful, <laughs> but 
it is what it is. And, you know, if you are dairy-free, you can still get those really good ingredients. That's they have, right. like, the dairy-free cream cheese at Ingles you can use. But I think most people they, would they enjoy uh, the original. So, yeah, they risk it. Let's get to a message from Ingles and then to these games. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Mac, it's time for our big game breakdown. We have two games in this category today, and then we'll run through the rest of these. We have seven games this weekend to discuss. So let's start here. The ranked versus ranked matchup of the weekend. Number 20, Duke, is at number 18, Louisville. Louisville is a four-point favorite, 3.30 p.m. on ESPN. Massive game for ACC title implications. We talked about this on the mailbag episode. This is huge because of who Louisville doesn't play down the stretch. If Louisville wins this game, they have a very easy path and manageable path to get to the ACC championship, Mac. And the big question with this game, Riley Leonard, Jawar Jordan, where are these two players? Here's the latest. Riley Leonard... Mike Elko's not giving us much. He said, I think after talking to the doctors and everyone, Riley's going to be day-to-day. That's kind of where we're at with that. Honestly, day-to-day sounds a little wishful thinking. Hey, copy and And paste, Coach. We we have a question about Riley uh, day-to-day. No, it's about his school day-to-day. No, it's about his family. Riley, day-to-day Leonard. That's where we are. Jawar Jordan is questionable because of his hamstring injury that he had coming into the pit game and then retweaked in the pit game. And he did not practice during the bye week. But they're being very vague as to what he's been doing this week. But, Mac, they are coming off a bye. I mean, that's good news for Joar Jordan compared to Duke and Riley Leonard coming off an FSU beatdown. I've never had a hammy injury. Have you had a hammy injury? Like, can he be back? Do I look explosive enough to have a hamstring injury? Like, come on. You got to move fast to hurt your hamstring, right? And uh, I'm good. I'm good on the hamstring front. Um, so I, I don't know. I have no clue what it feels like. Um, have never even thought about experiencing that before. So I didn't even know I had hamstring. What is a hamstring? Some people, that's all they got. You know, there's nothing above it. It's just a hamstring there. No power that they can exert there. Um, but it's a big deal, right? Like Jawar Jordan not being available yeah. is, uh, is a massive deal there, not only with obviously what he does. Uh, on the ground, but what can he, he can do as a receiver as well? So he has 89 carries. The next closest is 50. The next closest after that is 30, and then 11. So it like falls drastically very quickly uh, as you go on there. And guys are going to have to step up. You know they're they're going to have to fill that void because he's a guy that anytime he touches it, KG, it could be a home run. I mean he's averaging mm-hmm. nearly seven and a half yards per carry, eight touchdowns. Again, explosive as all get out. Has multiple. 70 plus yard scores uh, would have even more, but a couple got caught back. So he's the type of guy that you just really would love to have, especially in this coach prom offense that is so explosive and can really, you know, attack from anywhere. And then if he can't go, who steps up, you know, in his place, who, who's the guy that, you know, maybe carries a little bit more of the load or they just throw the ball a bunch, which is an ideal because this Duke defense is so good at stopping the pass. So it's going to be a real challenge. This is one of those where 
both the way these teams play is going to make for a really interesting game, and I can't wait to see it. Well, and when you say throw the ball a lot, I think of Jack Plummer's eight picks. So that that worries me for Louisville. And Duke's defense has been really good. We know they gave up some points to Florida State, but Florida State, one of the best teams in the country for sure. When you look at the, the running game and the rushing attack in this game, Louisville was not able to run it without Jawar Jordan at Pitt, and that was their biggest issue besides the turnovers. On the flip side, Louisville's only giving up 97 rush yards per game, and they only gave up 88 to Pitt. Going up against this great Duke rushing attack, and we're assuming Duke's going to have to run the ball if Riley Leonard is gimpy or doesn't play. So I think the run game in general, which really, to me, this game is easy. Whichever team has the most rush yards is probably going to yeah, win the game. Yeah. Now, you can factor in turnovers and all that, but if you don't have these two stars in Leonard and Jawar Jordan or they're not 100% healthy, it's going to take some other people to step up. Mac, I think with this game, I was so impressed still with Duke at Florida State. We know about the backdoor cover. We know that Riley Leonard got hurt and get, didn't go back in. But Duke's physicality on both lines of scrimmage, I think Louisville's going to struggle with yeah. that. I did, you know, it, it's – it's going to be interesting, and, and I think that's obviously a very, you know, smart, realistic key there of who can run the football. And I just look at whose defensive line is better, whose defensive rush game has been better, more consistent, and I think that it, it, it's been Louisville. Um, you know, those guys are getting after it. They're getting after the quarterback, all these different things. Now, I do think from a, a whole standpoint, I think Duke's defense is a little bit better. Um but it's going to be fascinating. And really, the Jawar Jordan injury makes this game even more difficult for me, KG, because it's like yeah. if you have that guy, you feel really good about it uh, because, you know, you, you have that balance. You have those different options uh, for Duke, as you said, you know, coming off a really emotional, tough game, being at Florida State. Um, and now you're going to be at Louisville, you know, two kind of, you know, loud and, and raucous places. Good thing is it's at 3.30 there, so not a night game. Um but I am fascinated to see how does Duke respond? Uh, are they able to get any type of passing game really going? They have yeah. these great wide receivers. That's the question. It's just been such – really, I, when I look at Wake Forest and I look at Duke and I look at the receiving cores, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, they're just sitting there not being utilized, not being these amazing creators that I know they can be. And that, that has to be tough, you know, especially for a guy like Jalen Calhoun. This is his last shot. And, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, obviously he doesn't have his guy out there, uh, but then that they just really can't use them to their full, you know, ability. So that'll be a fascinating piece. It has to be better. I mean, the, the passing effort that we've seen, um, you know, from a completion standpoint, the last two weeks for Duke has been abysmal. Like, I don't care what it is. I don't know if you need to throw screens. I don't know if you need to throw just slants, Something. drags, whatever. Get the ball out, you know, get less, let your quarterback see. I'm assuming that it's going to be Beelan. Make some completions, get that confidence rolling. And then, of course, the defense has to respect that a little bit more and then run the ball. I mean, the fact that they're averaging two yard, 200 yards rushing, 170 passing is just crazy. It, it really is. I don't know if that model will work against Louisville. There's got to be some sort of threat of a passing game, something to let Jordan Waters get going and, and be the, the star that he has been. When you look at Louisville's loss at Pitt, and they've had a bye week to kind of get it together, when you take another look at it, it was so disappointing in the moment, but really the turnovers were the issue. Louisville lost to Pitt in a game where they had 28 first downs to Pitt's 13. 
outgained Pitt 430 to 288 and only had five penalties, but three turnovers. So this is where I get worried. If we're putting the game in Jack Plummer's hands, I'm stressed for Louisville, especially against this Duke defense and this Duke secondary Mac. I don't know if you're prepared yet to make a pick, but I am tired of going against Duke, Hmm. as I've referenced many times. I have questions about who's playing quarterback, but I think the lines of scrimmage and this Duke defense are going to be able to keep Duke very much in this game. I'm taking Duke plus four. Ooh, I like it. I, like I didn't mean it. to wear Duke blue today. I like it. Look at you, Homer. Unbelievable. I'm wearing neutral green. I'm wearing Notre Dame green over here. Notre Dame green. Uh, whatever. I love those guys, I guess. Um, I, I, I love that, and I love those reasons, but it's not enough for me. You know, the, the lack of passing game has just been such a, an issue where you become one-dimensional and everyone you know knows what you're doing. Now, have they really been yeah. able to stop it? No. Uh, but have they slowed it down a little bit? Maybe at times. Um, so I, I just think that Louisville can find a way. I think that that defense is, you know, for Louisville, going to create some havoc, uh, going to get after the quarterback, going to create some turnovers. And with Gerard still being on the fence, we don't know if he's playing, we don't know if he's not playing. If he does, I feel a lot better. Um, but if he doesn't, obviously Louisville will have to find a way. I think they get out by a touchdown. So I'm going with the cards. Ooh. Disagreeing on our first okay. game. It's a great start. Okay. I love this. We'll see what happens. And again, as I remind you every week, Max record is 35 and 23, minus 31 and 27. So go with <laughs> it's who not you that want. Big. It's not. Come on. We're both there. We're on both that there. one. I speak from the injury standpoint, if Riley plays, he will be gimpy. He will not be 100%. But maybe in, in honestly, in Mike Elko, I trust. Like, I, I think Mike Elko could put together a game plan with a gimpy rather than sure. as long as he doesn't get rolled up on, which, you know, Louisville's going to try to do. All right. Our next game here in the big game breakdown. I think at this point, because Florida State is making that playoff push, any game they play is going to be in our big game breakdown. So, number four, Florida State is at Wake Forest, noon mm. on ABC. FSU is a 20 and a half point favorite. We even had a question in our mailbag episode of, is this a trap game? Which I said no. Mac, maybe a little more, thought it was. Wake's defense looked really good versus Pitt. They're coming off and come from behind win versus Pittsburgh. And on the quarterback perspective for Wake, this is what Clawson said this week. Mitch Griffiths is back this week. We're giving both of those guys reps. We will just play that out as the week goes on and see how Mitch is. We'll continue to bring Santino along, and every week he plays, he'll get a bit more of the offense. Kern is not available. So it's between Mitch and, as the, as Clausen also calls him, Tino. Santino, Tino. So, Mac, who do you think plays? If Mitch is back, what, where would you go, it, assuming both are healthy? Uh, the guy that just gave me a game-winning drive? Like, duh. Uh, yeah. Ride the hot hand? Um I don't know. I mean, it, it's been baffling, honestly, to see <clears throat> that quarterback situation. And, yeah, you know, coming into the year, I thought Mitch was going to be more than ready, you know, to be a guy, you know, waited his turn and uh, just the leadership qualities. I mean, the, we spoke to him a couple of times, how confident he was just, you know, in Wake's plan and, and what they want to do. And unfortunately, it didn't unfold the way we thought. And again, the wide receivers have, are excellent and, and just can't get them involved enough. Uh, you know, only averaging 200 yards passing uh, is just crazy. I thought this Wake Forest offense was was going to just continue to rise and rise and, and thought it was just a great system that produced. Um, and now we're, we're really seeing how important 
you know, a guy like Sam Hartman was. Not that to discredit him. You just yeah. thought that the system was really good and the receivers were really good and that he could just drive the ship, you know, and, and make it kind of easy street there. And that just hasn't been the case this year. So that's a little bit baffling to me. Um, this Wake Forest defense has, has been, you know, good at times and has really shown, you know, these flashes of brilliance. And then they've also have shown where they, they haven't been great and, and given up a bunch of yards and points and, and people allowed to move the ball, you know, giving up 360 something yards per game isn't, you know, ideal. Uh, that's more than your offense has been producing. So that's tough. Um, I, I think Florida State rolls here. Um, you know, the line was 20 and a half. Is that right, KG? It's still the last I saw 20, yeah, 20 and, a half. and a half right here today on a Thursday. Um, I, I think they have no problem with that. And honestly, if, if quarterback play consistency wise, like don't wait till the last quarter, last drive to have a great game. If that doesn't improve for Wake, this game could get real ugly real quick. I mean, they're, they're yeah. just they're firing on all cylinders. And we kind of talked about the trap game and they probably already had that. That was Boston College and they find a way, way to win. That was Clemson and they found a way to win. Um, I, I don't think the Knolls slow down. I mean, just however you want to do it, running it, throwing it. If I'm, you know, Coach Norvell, Johnny Wilson probably doesn't play. You know, he, he's a guy that's been banged up these last couple yeah. of weeks. I think you rest him, get him right. Uh, not saying you don't need him, but you don't need him. Um, so he needs I, I to think be right for Miami. Strong. Exactly. We, we need everybody healthy for this late season push. Mac, a few times I've heard you call Clemson the, a trap game for FSU. How is that a I thought, I mean, that was a massive game. And that was Clemson, who played really well, almost beat. Yeah. I, BC trap game. Maybe it's not a trap game, Clemson but it's a trap. game where, I mean, obviously that's one of the worst, Clemson, this is one of the worst Clemson teams we've seen. So to fall into, you know, the, the Paul, looking at the Paul or Death Valley or whatever, it's it's not a trap game. It, it was a slipping point, a potential slipping point. I don't think it was a there trap game. Okay, trap. that's fair. But to me, the definition of trap game is, Honestly, something like this. Going on the road to a sleepy environment at noon. 100%. That's what BC was. So there is a little concern for me that maybe that affects Florida State again. But let's not forget, FSU got off to a massive lead at Boston College. They just gave it up with fumbles and turnovers. So I'm with you, Mac. Wake doesn't even know who their quarterback is. So I'm going to take Florida State minus 20 and a half. I don't think this is a trap game. I think next week at Pitt is a little more of a trap game. Not that I have faith in Pitt, but it's on the road. It's Pittsburgh. Who knows? It could be sleeting. It could be whatever. And you have Miami the week after that. So I think the Knolls roll here, Mac. We agree. I do too. And, and I think, you know, what would be nice is just, you know, it, it's something where you look at the preseason hype, right? And and you see the the excitement level and, and awards and all these different things. I would love to see Jordan Travis just go nuts this game. Like big, big yeah. numbers on the ground, through the air. 300 plus, you know, multiple touchdowns, maybe four plus touchdowns, because I think that Heisman race, I think it's pretty open, you know, with, with mm-hmm. the way that guys are performing and, and, you know, September it was Michael Penix and it was over with. And now that's kind of starting to go downhill a little bit. Uh, obviously, we, we've seen the struggles, um, you know, out at USC and the things that they've been doing. And then who's who's after that? You know, Michigan, you know, that's everything I've heard. He's Bowers the favorite right hurt. now, I think. JJ, yeah, he's hurt. Um and, you know, it, it's wide open. So go take that thing, you know, JT, and, and really try to get these numbers up within the offense, obviously. I don't want you to do anything crazy. Um, but I think he has a real opportunity to finish this season strong and, you know, get back square in that race. 
Yeah, I agree. Right now, you could argue the Heisman favorite is the guy who steals the signs at Michigan. <laughs> That's the case. That's the He's put in a lot of work. A little there, easier right? when you know what you're working with. He's a leader at his job. Okay, let's get to our speed round and run through these games. Number 17, North Carolina is at Georgia Tech, where they never win. 8 p.m. on ACC Network. North Carolina is an 11.5-point favorite. I went and looked this up, Mac. Overall, since 2009, UNC is 4-9 versus Georgia Tech. And then this is the stat you were alluding to that Wes Durham brought up. Since 1999... Georgia Tech has played in Atlanta 12 times and they are 2 and 10. Mm. Mm. Woo! Really? Yikes. Awesome. That is not good. And of course, you have last year's game to throw in the mix. Now, I went back and looked at that box score. None of those guys are playing for Georgia Tech anymore. Like, none of them. So I think you can take something from it, but also, none of the guys that you're playing right now really beat that UNC team last year. So this game worries me. And I just wonder where UNC is. Yeah. knowing that they they just messed up. Like, I don't know how else to put it. They right. messed up, Mac. Yeah. No, it's, it's just, you know, it stinks, you know, because you're not making the most of your opportunity. You know, how amazing that could have been. The national recognition, you probably would have been like seven in the country right now. Yes. And instead, you're 17th. Like, such a drastic change uh, of what the nation would have perceived you as, mm-hmm. who they would have been looking at. And uh, again, talk about national awards. I mean, Drake, would have been square in that and, and still can. I mean, he, he obviously needs to continue to have a massive, uh, you know, second half of the season here. But, you know, for me, it's just this Georgia Tech team does just feel a little bit different in regards to their defense just isn't great, KG. Yeah. And quite frankly, they're bad. Um, you know, giving up 230 yards rushing per game. That's insane. UNC, it is insane. That's kind of hard to do. Um, UNC really needs to emphasize that, overemphasize yeah. that. Like, run the ball. Uh, you know, with, with a bunch of different people, I'd love to see Marion Hampton get 20 plus, 25 plus touches. Um, just because number one, he's that good and that type of back that he can handle that. But also number two, you're probably going going to be having great success running it. So I, I hope this is it's one of those things too, KG. That's interesting to me is you know play callers. We see different trends and things of this nature. I just have to think if I was calling plays, if I called something, let's say a, an outside zone. And we picked up nine yards. Mm-hmm. I'm going right back to that. If not the next play, the play after. Like, I'm going to do it again. And then if it has success, I'm going to do it again. Like, I'm going to keep doing it until you prove that you can stop it. And, you know, I think sometimes people kind of get in their own heads of, I have this whole play sheet. I've got all this, you know, stuff. I've got to call all of these. You know, I have, mm-hmm. you know, 30 different things on here instead of, hey, that worked. Like, dude, let's go. Banjo, do it again. Do it again. Play it again. Uh, and, and, you know, so I, I think that is tough. But if that's the case, I hope that's what we see. And, uh, you know, he, he should have an exceptional day. Now, again, it would be fun to see Drake and the boys throw it all over the yard. And I know you got that explosive offense, but kind of let that happen. Because if you are running it yeah. super successfully, if you are running it for five, six yards a clip, guess what's going to happen? They're going to shift to a one safety look because they need more people in the box. And then you can throw it all over the yard. Everything will open up. And I, I think these you know, obviously, offensive coordinator is, is you know, Lindsey is surely smart enough to understand that. And he loves to run the football. And, and I, I don't know why they yeah, went away does. from it a week ago um, where you probably could have won the game. But they did. Uh, so I'm hoping for over overemphasis on uh, on running the football this week from, from North Carolina. I agree. And here's the way I'm looking at this game, Mac. 
I think Vegas wants me to take Georgia Tech. Right. So I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take North Carolina minus 11 and a half. I think they bounce back. And to your point, I think Georgia Tech's defense is just not going to be able to slow down North Carolina. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I'm I don't feel great about it. I know. I know. <laughs> this is this is uh, probably the more, most difficult one of the weekend for me just because mm. of the history. Like that matters, right? Like it happens for yeah. a reason. Uh, it's yeah. there for us to learn from. Uh, but I'm going to I'm going to turn my head and, and kind of ignore it. So we'll ignore see it. If, if that's a smart decision or not. But I'm rocking Mac, history. Place. History has never repeated itself. So it's fine. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We agree there. Let's get to this game. Clemson at NC State, 2.30 p.m. on the CW, baby. Yeah, Let's out. go. Clemson right. makes its CW debut. <laughs> the Tigers are a 10-point favorite. What? Both quarterbacks are coming in kind of down in the dumps, coming off. Honestly, both teams are coming in down in the dumps, coming off tough performances. NC State is coming off a bye week, so they do have that. The last time Clemson visited Raleigh, I was actually at the game. Clemson lost. Did you get a solo cup? You a, did you get a solo cup after that game? Um, no. A solo I cup? What do you yeah. oh, 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 I know what oh, you, you mean. Forget, yes. You forget the best no, TV no, no. interview we've ever done. I remember it now. I remember it now. No, I just remember walking out and NC State fans were very happy. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I think the run games are vital in, in this in this game because both quarterbacks have just been struggling. I think whichever team can run the ball is going to have the most success. I NC State has struggled to run the ball. But, Mac, until proven otherwise, I am going to lean towards Clemson is going to make this harder on themselves. <laughs> Clemson is going to hurt themselves. And I think Clemson has a lot of mental issues to work through right now. So until proven otherwise, I'm taking the other team to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Milt, get it together. Come on, big Milt. Let's go. Help us out. Um, I agree with you. I mean, it's it's really are you gonna take the pack to cover here? Taking the pack. Taking the pack. Okay, guys. When you've lost Mac, this is huge. Because Mac, no matter what, he wants to convince. I mean, he played for this program. He wants uh, to convince himself that Clemson can cover. It, you've lost Mac. Wow. I'm just wow. tired of losing money. I mean, that's just that's this is where we day. are. You know, it's brutal. Um, but I agree. It, it's it's to that point where you've got to prove it to me. I mean, it's just you know, I, I watched the games there up close in person. Was right in the the end zone that that silly play occurred, and uh, it's just it's a very weird place right now. The Tigers are in, and yeah. um. You know, I certainly think they have the, the players to get out of it quickly. I mean, at the beginning of the year, I told you, KG, I think this team's square back in the playoff with everything that I saw and the skill that I saw and, and the things at practice. But guess what? You're not live in practice. You're not running yeah. into the end zone fumbling the football. Like, that's things that you, know, you just can't see. Injuries hadn't happened yet. Uh, you know, the, the the defense isn't, you know, having to go against a team running the ball, you know, like Miami and whatever. Uh, so, so there's all these things that you cannot see obviously until the game is played until you see it you know in a live stadium and i think all of that is still true with the talent that they do have it's just can that talent get on the same page and play together and right. not make silly turnovers as you said not hurt themselves and and just walking into the end zone drop the ball next play 80 yards to the house like all of those things have to improve and that has to be a drastic improvement this is obviously a huge game for will shipley you know a lot of his family yeah. most of his family went to NC State, um, and I have to think that he is going to play inspired and, and want to have a big game. But that's going to be harder than not because this defense is really good. 
you know, for NC State. They're, they're you know, kind of in line with the running attack uh, from from stopping it standpoint that Clemson is. And you look at Peyton Wilson having an unbelievable year. My defensive player of the year, I don't think he can really mess that up barring being injured and not finishing the season. Um, so it's going to be a tall task. And you got long, aggressive corners really on both sides. Uh, th- these teams, weirdly enough this year, KG, mirror each other very similarly in regards to what they look like from an athletic, yeah. physical standpoint. And then just the lack of production offensively cannot get – number one, yeah. NC State can't, just can't get things going. Clemson can't get out of their own way. And it has equated to the same product. They have the same record. So there you have it. The other thing, too, with Shipley, you know, he's said this, too. It, it, he says his emotions, sometimes he can't control them. So this is a huge game for him emotionally. That, I don't know, could be an issue. But we're both taking NC State to cover until proven otherwise. We'll see. Do you think, do you think Clemson wins? I don't know what to expect. I still think, honestly, I feel better about this game than Miami. I think Clemson wins just because NC NC State hasn't really shown me anything. Yeah, they're not good. Besides Peyton Wilson. Can Peyton Wilson go play quarterback? (laughs) He throws the ball. NC State hasn't shown you much. Listen, throwing the ball is not the issue. Catching the ball has been the issue. (laughs) Can he go play play two ways like Travis Hunter? Yeah, exactly. Do it. Get the Heisman. Honestly, if someone, if if Doran asked him to do that, he would say, yes. I'm sure it would. Yeah. That would be awesome. Actually, I'm going to call Coach after this and say, hey, have you thought about this? You thought about 11 out there? I bet he has, honestly. Okay, <laughs> our last three. Let's run through these, Mac. Virginia at Miami. Miami's a 19-point favorite, 330 on ACC Network. And TVD is back. This is great Ooh. news for everybody. Glad to see that he is back. Is he really back, though? What were the words that you read? Because I heard some words where He's it was He's good like, to go. <laughs> that, that's what I read. Good to go. What's that mean? It's good to go. Yep. Yep. Even he's good. That to go. means he's back. Is it? It seems we'll see about it. I don't know if I fully trust him yet. We'll see. Okay. I understand that. But I, I think he's back. I'll say I think. There you go. I, I like think it. the guy is back. <laughs> and this is such an interesting game, Mike, because Virginia, how do they handle success? How do they handle what they just did? Going back on the road again. I, I mean, I was super impressed. And as we said on yesterday's episode, it's not fluky. What Virginia did to North Carolina was it didn't look fluky. Right. So can they go down here and still put it all together? Plus TVD, good to go, whatever that means. I I think I'm going to take Virginia to cover. Whoa. I, I think that's what Vegas wants me to do. Uh-huh. So I'm nervous. Yeah, but there's a lot of points. 19. Mac, we said it all year. Virginia's been in all these games. They've been in the game, and that's all you're asking me for if if you're going to cover 19. Um, I am leaning with the Kings. Okay. I think that Virginia is not going to be able to run the football. Like it's okay. just it's going mean, to be shut down. Miami needs to stop the run. Yeah, it's going to be a huge piece for them. That outside zone that they're able to really handle against North Carolina and, and control and have some really burst. But we thought plays. Mac, we thought UNC had a pretty good defense. Well, when you look at it, though, it makes sense, right? They they have two really big, like I'm not, I won't say sloppy, but kind of sloppy defensive tackle bodies, right? That are good at plugging gaps and staying right here. But KG, when that gap goes from here to over here, that guy can't move as well. Miami doesn't have that. Miami has Max called you sloppy. No, I said I'm not, but I, I you know, just look. So you're at telling it. me Reuben Bain is not sloppy? No, 
No. no. He's not. 12 pack. I mean, that dude is the opposite <laughs> of Slay. He's a Greek Sloppy. guy. Um, so th- that's why I don't think they're going to have success there. Like the side to side running uh, that eventually <sighs> led to cutback lanes for Virginia against North Carolina ain't there. You're going to see a brick wall. Uh, so, so can they throw the ball vertically? I've heard Cam Kitchens is, is getting healthier by the day, and mm-hmm. he will probably be in a better space than he has been these last couple of weeks. Um, I think the Canes probably roll right here. And I, I think there's something to the momentum of a beating a points. Clemson and yeah. you know, looking a good at a certain type of way. And you yeah. know, if TVD is good to go and is playing and is back, whatever that means, um, I think they're, they're obviously a different team there too. So okay. I, think, I think the Canes roll here by three touchdowns. Again, I just – what Virginia did at UNC was not was not fluky, but I guess they were going up against some sloppy bodies, as Mac was emphasizing there. <laughs> we shall see. Okay, Pitt at number 14, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a 20-and-a-half-point favorite, 3.30 p.m. on NBC. Mac, I don't love this for Pitt. Pitt's coming off a heartbreaker. Notre Dame's coming off a bye week and a win, a dominating win over Southern Cal. I don't see any reason. To take Pitt plus 20 and a half. Really? So I'm taking you, Notre Dame to cover. Oh, man. What? Give me the reason. What is the reason? Their name is Pittsburgh. That's the only reason. That's all I got. They then no. <laughs> Listen, transitive properties. They just beat Louisville. Who did what? Stomped the crap out of Notre Dame. It's all That's there for football. you. It's That's all there for football. you. So with that in mind, I think they keep it within 20. Really? I'm going with the Panthers. But I don't feel good about it. No one listened to me. This is just me. I said wow. it on radio. I'm doing it here on the podcast. I think they stumble into it. Maybe it's a late field goal. I don't know. Sure. But they find sure. a way to keep it at 19. <laughs> Are they bringing the Vaz? That's the big question. If they're bringing the Vaz, I hear you. At first, I did not know what you were talking about. And I was like, oh, my God. You How better you bring forget? it. It better have like a case that is more right. protective than what the national championship trophy is in. All right. Can we turn the pit vase into Howard's Rock? Like, can we get a vase, a, a, a case for it, and we touch it before every game? Like, I think we should at this Not point. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. We'll talk I to some people. I think that should be done. <laughs> okay. Our last game here UConn at Boston College. Boston College is a 14 point favorite, noon on ACC Network. A classic, you better not for Boston College. They always find themselves. They find themselves in these you better nots. They lost to UConn last year, 13 to 3. However, UConn is much worse this year. They're 1 and 6 with their only win at Rice. And BC is rolling with Tuami Castellanos, who is a baller. This game is in Chestnut Hill. Last year's game was at UConn. I think BC covered. Okay. I didn't think you'd go there. I, I think Max, so UConn's too. bad. They're super bad. Terribly bad. I totally agree with you. And I think that uh, our guy Tommy, like you said there, Tommy. is balling. I mean, he, he's he's really playing at a super high level. Fun to watch. Leading rusher, leading passer. And he wants it that way, right? Like, he wants to be that guy. So, yeah. I'm with you. I, I think they cover. I think he has a massive day. Uh, just filled up the stat sheets wherever he wants. And, you know, continue to see these wide receivers really grow up too. I mean, these guys have been mm-hmm. playing at a high level offensively. See my boys up front, Christian Mahogany and company, really yes. continue to roll. I think Christian will be fun. Christian has pulled that group together. They're looking a lot better on the O line. No question. No question. No question. So 
I think they roll and this is kind of their step. Who knows? What happens? What does BC do? I, I need two more games and we're bowl eligible in my prediction. I'm sure. That's see. true. Mac, so we disagree on Pitt Notre Dame, Virginia, Miami, and Duke Louisville. I could make up some games here. If I don't do anything this week, it's pretty much a wrap. So I'll say this. I feel great about two of them. Don't feel great about Pitt. Don't feel great. Yeah. But we're doing it. We're throwing it out there. Which means we'll that's going to be the one that hits, for sure. <laughs> the only one. That's right. Oh, goodness. Well, KG, it's been a super fun week. Guys, thank you for coming on this journey with us. Big four-pack for us uh, this week. Uh was a lot of fun. A lot of different things, as KG mentioned at the front end. Go check out the Clemson basketball episode. Uh, all our Clemson fans tuning in. Really in-depth coverage there. And some great just insight from Coach, from a couple of players. Uh, and just stuff that you really won't find anywhere else. So we are very grateful for them. Go check that out. Uh, and, and, of course, next week we'll be right back Monday with another huge kind of recap to tell you what happened. And hopefully I hit on all these picks and look super smart. That would be nice. But we need a favor from you guys. We need you to go over to YouTube, subscribe, jump on the channel. Uh, we have a ton of fun over here. Leave some comments. We love that. And, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe there as well. We greatly appreciate it. But until next time, we'll see you all. Thank you.